Let's go to God in prayer. God, we are happy this morning to be in your presence. We're happy to be able to come together and share triumphant victories and doing great things for your people. We are so excited to be just here in the land of the living. We could be somewhere else. We could be six feet under. We could be on our bed of affliction. But here we are, and we say thank you for that, God. We say thank you for the beautiful sunshine. We thank you for the rain. We thank you for all of the blessings that you continue to give us in our lives. We ask you, God, to just guide us and lead us in this life, this journey we call life. So when it comes time for us to meet you on that heavenly shore, we can do so with gladness and cheerful of heart. But while we are on this journey, we ask you to let your Holy Spirit teach us what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and do it for your glory and not for our own. Forgive us of our shortcomings and our misdoings, giving us clean hearts, renewed spirits, so we can march on into victory. We remember those around us, God, that are going through some things, some things that we ourselves can't make it through if we don't have you. So we're asking you to go to these people right now that we're going to call out in prayer and uh, pray that you will assist them and give them what they are need according to your riches and glory. Here are now the people that we have on our hearts. <coughs> Sean O'Connor. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. John Hefner. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Lord, in your mercy. 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 Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. 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 Pastor Jimmy, is he traveling? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. 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 Chris and Mike, Mark. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For Pastor Roy, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God, there are so many other people that we can call out right now. We're glad you can read hearts and minds. Pull them out. Put them on your altar and pray that you will give healing, deliverance, breakthrough, and freedom. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray, amen. Hear now the word of the Lord as it comes to us out of the book of Acts, beginning in the 13th chapter and then going over to the 14th chapter. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, a member of the court of Herod, the ruler, and Saul. Now, that fellow's going to be the one we like to call Paul, but even though he's already had his Damascus Road experience, his name here is Saul. 
while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And then we have these wonderful stories of where all they go, and we'll talk about that in a bit, but verse 8 of chapter 14. In Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet and had never walked, for he had been crippled from birth. He listened to Paul as he was speaking, and Paul, looking at him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And the man sprang up and began to walk. When the crowds saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called, remember this is Saul, Paul, they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gate. He and the crowds wanted to offer sacrifice. When the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard it, they tore their clothes and rushed out to the crowd shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We are mortals just just like you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to follow their own ways, yet he has not left himself without a witness in doing good, giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food and your hearts with joy. Even with these words they sacrificed, they scarcely restrained the crowds from offering sacrifice to them. But Jews came there from Antioch and Iconium and won over the crowds. Then they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples surrounded him, he got up and went into the city. The next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derby. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, illumine our hearts and minds by the power of your spirit. That as your word has been read and as your word is proclaimed, we might hear with joy what you say to us this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My mother, at 89 years of age, got this diagnosis of a leukemia that was very rare and she ended up at MD Anderson Hospital. She had some small strokes. She didn't know if she'd ever play the piano again. She played the piano constantly. She loved it. She didn't know. She mostly got back 
all of her abilities by the end of things, but that day at MD Anderson, as I sat in the chair and had been there all night just seeing how she was doing those things you do, she was not a happy camper. They'd been in there that day prodding her and, and poking her and getting blood. You know, this is not a good thing, and she was not happy. 89 years of age, she was ready to say, I'm done. The tall guy with the ultrasound machine to find the vein came in. She was not a happy camper. Have you ever been in that place where bad has gone to worse? Where trouble has gone to, yeah, I'm done. Where frustration has gone to, who cares? Yeah, you ever been there? Yeah, you've been been there. Hmm. If you read down through this passage from chapter thirteen, the beginning, all the way down to where Paul has been beat up, that's kind of where we are in this story in the scripture. Bad has gone to worse. Now. Saul, remember his name we're used to as Paul, Saul and Barnabas are in Antioch. And Antioch is the place in chapter 11, verse 26, where it says, this is the first place where the followers of Jesus are called Christians. And so they've been there for about a year. And, and, and as they're there, this amazing thing, did you, did you hear what it said? And the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, do you remember any other place in the Bible where the Holy Spirit speaks a word? I, I, I don't know. I looked. I couldn't find it. Now, the Holy Spirit speaks through a lot of people. The Holy Spirit speaks in, bless you. See, now we have a benediction, okay? Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks and speaks through others all the time comes on them all the time and they speak. But I don't remember another time where it says, the Holy Spirit said. This is something now. And it means when Luke says this, woohoo, I need to pay attention. Listen to what he says. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. That, that's that's going to be important. So Barnabas and Paul, and I'm going to run through chapter 13. Go home and read it. It kind of runs like this. So remember at this point, the, the Christians are like a, a denomination of the Jewish faith. It's kind of like, you know, you've got a Presbyterian, a Catholic, and, a, and, and a, a Methodist, and another kind of Methodist, and a this and that out there. That's what this is. That's just who they are. So they go to the synagogues because that's what they're a part of, to teach. And, and they tell the story, the whole history of, of who this God has been. And then they give this little twist. And the history became flesh and lived among us. And his name is? What was his name? Jesus. You know this name. Yeah, Jesus, the one who saves. Jesus. Hmm. 
something's happening. The Jewish leaders, the religious leaders, they don't like it. They don't like it at all. They whoop up on them, beat them down, and run them out of town. And this happens in city after city after city. They go to these synagogues and they and it's just a mess. And, and every time they get up and they go to another city. Now, there are a few people who listen and few people taken by it. A few people become followers. But for the most part, it's a mess. Nothing good comes of it until they get to Lystra. They walk into Lystra, Barnabas, and now, listen, he's called Paul now. Don't know why one end over the other, but he walks in, and, and, and they're teaching, and, and Saul looking around, and there's this guy listening who's been lame since birth, been unable to walk since birth, and, and Paul notices him and goes, hey, get up. No supernatural stuff. No, no Holy Spirit fire everywhere. None of that stuff. He just says, hey, get him walk. And the guy jumps up and he starts walking. Listen, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, and we were out on somebody's uh, uh, driveway playing basketball, if somebody, if somebody hit a basket that was just amazing, someone in the group would stop and go, and the crowd went, wow! Well, that's what happened. That's exactly what happens. The crowd goes, wow! These are gods. Barnabas they call Zeus, and Paul they call Hermes. Greek gods. Now, I don't know about you, but when everything has gone from bad to worse to disappointing to just a mess after mess after mess and I've been whooped and beaten and finally somebody says, hoo-hoo, you're somebody. It, well, it's time for me to go, well, yeah, right? right. And you finally noticed me, right? They make sacrifices to them because they think they're gods. Hmm. Paul and Barnabas just say, no, 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 no. This is not who we are. We are like you. Just like you. They keep it up. Because they, they know this is something special. What is it that they have been telling these people? Do you remember they said this history, this thing after thing after thing that God did? Do you know what that thing was? God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you so much that the history became flesh and lived among you and died but was resurrected and does what? Lives. And his name is? Jesus. You know this one. Hmm. So there's a bunch of these religious leaders who come into town. They've been following them around. They come to the town and, and they take Paul and they throw 
Roxanne. They told me in the two groups Monday and Thursday not to tell you that Paul got stoned. <laughs> it's a different kind of that, okay? And they threw rocks until they thought he was dead. He was like dead on the ground. And they leave. And then it says, and the disciples, did you hear that little part of the story? In verse 20, and the disciples, hint, hint, that means somebody's been listening, okay? Somebody's become a follower. The, the listeners, the followers, stand around him and they pick him up, they carry him into the city. Now the next verse is the powerful verse. Did you hear that piece? It, it, is, it is what this sermon is all about. Listen to this. Listen to this. is just the next day he went on with Barnabas to Derby. Wait, wait, wait a minute. He just got whooped. He just got next to killed. And the next day, he went on to Derby. What's he thinking? Why in the world? Why? Why? Why would you do that? Why does he get up? Why does he go on to Derby? Why does he go to town after town after town after town? What in the world is he thinking? He, they, they even dust off their shoes after one of the places. But he keeps on keeping on. Hmm. What's wrong with this man? You, you understand? I mean, when you've been beaten up that much, when you've been knocked down that much, when you've had people after people after people say, get out of here, don't you get the clue at some point? Have you ever been to somebody's house and they said, I'm sorry, but I don't need it today? You go to the next house, right? And when they've done it enough times, maybe you say, maybe there's something wrong with me. What is it that's inside of Paul, inside of Barnabas? What is it? The Holy Spirit. Whew, the Holy Spirit <laughs> said, "Set." Do you hear? Do you remember that part? Remember that? Did you write the front? Set them apart for the work that they've been called to do. They have a purpose. Uh-oh. You hear what's going on now? You hear what's going If you don't have a purpose, what happens? There, there was a man by the name of Viktor Frankl who was an Austrian Jew a psychiatrist back before the World War II, wonderful, amazing psychiatrist who was, he and his whole family were pulled up and thrown into the death camps. His entire family died, murdered in the death camps. Viktor Frankl was liberated uh, at, when he was at Auschwitz. He weighed 87 pounds when he was liberated. This is what he said about that experience. 
any attempt to restore a man's inner strength in the camp had first to succeed in showing him some future goal. Woe to him who saw no more sense in his life, no aim, no purpose, and therefore no point in carrying on. He soon was lost. You, you know what that means. It means he died. Purpose. Purpose. That's what Saul and Barnabas have. They have purpose. They, they come to know this important piece. I love what Oliver Wendell Holmes says about this same place of not having purpose. Most people go to their graves and they're with their music still inside them. Many people live their entire work lives and go to their graves never finding out who they wanted to be when they grew up. Purpose. My brothers and sisters, listen to this powerful word. And the Holy Spirit came and said, set them apart for the work that they were called to do. And so they went to Derby. That's why they had a reason to get up in the morning. Listen, if, if the reason I get up in the morning is to get a paycheck, I'm soon looking for another job. How about you? If the reason I get up in the morning is because my snooze alarm has finally broken because I punched it so much. You hear where I'm going? You hear where this scripture is going? And they got up and went to Derby because they had a purpose. I have a 1951 Ford pickup. It's, it's, it's an F1, not an F-150. Uh-uh, not an F-100. It's an F-1, Okay. And now the good news is it's got a 390 engine in it. And it's got this flames on the front, red flames. It's yellow, but red flames on the front. So it moves. And, and it carries lots of lumber for me, lots of drywall, because the back is not fancy or anything. That's what I love about it. So it's my truck. My wife drives the F-150. Okay. But one day I got in the barn and I, Ah, ah, nothing. So I jumped it and got it started and I pulled out and I went in the house and, well, you know, I didn't want it to keep running because it does use gas. So I turned it off and went in the house, came back. Ah, ah. Well, you know what the problem is, don't you? What's wrong with that thing? Yeah, I got a dead battery. And not only was it dead, it was dead dead, you know, yeah. replacement time dead. Do you hear the gospel? Do you hear the gospel? When we have purpose, the purpose of God's love within us, the purpose of, 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 of knowing that Jesus the Christ came into the world, died for us, was raised for us, is alive for us because God loves us. Do you, do you hear the battery of our life coming into power. There's a fellow by the name of 
Richard Leiter, who writes a book called The Power of Purpose, and he says this, purpose can help us survive challenges and actually thrive as we live a life of no regrets. So, so Richard Leiter was on the Serengeti with a, 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 a group of in Africa with a, a tribe that's one of the oldest tribes in humanity. It's hunter-gatherer. The, 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 the sociologists and anthropologists are all wowed by this tribe. And he was there interviewing them uh, and trying to understand. It's one of those blue zone kind of areas where people live long lives. 92-year-old guy, an elder of the tribe sitting there. And, and he's interviewed, and the man gets tired of the interview and finally grabs Richard by the hand and carries him out of the fire room, out into the sky, the, the darkness, and says, Richard, do you know what the two most important days of your life are? And Richard said, birth and death? And the man said, no, 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 no. You, you got one of them right, birth. But the other is the day you understand why you were born. Why you were born. Oh, my brothers and sisters, hear the good news of the gospel. We are so loved by the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Purpose. Do you hear it? Purpose. We are so loved by God in Jesus Christ that this history becomes flesh and lives among us. That's how we can go on to Derby. It's how we can move through the tragedies, through the difficulties, through the problems, through the hardships. Paul, later when he writes to Romans to give them the fullness of who he really is, he writes these words in, in, in Romans 5. Suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Why? Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Anybody hear a word here that can transform lives, that can change everything about you, that can change a... Com we live in a world that wants to say, well, you, you know, I'm... You did that to me. I'm not happy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to whoop up on you. We, we live in a world where people will say, you shouldn't have done that to me. That's not fair. All, all this is coming against me, and it's not fair. You shouldn't be that way. We blame all the world around us. We hear it in politicians. We, we, we hear it in celebrities. We hear it on the telephone. I have a friend of mine who calls me every morning and I'm so worn out by the end of that phone call. <laughs> I just I just want to say, well, I had my phone call from Eori this morning. You know. 
Purpose. Purpose changes all of that, my brothers and sisters. The purpose we have in Jesus Christ, that we are so loved, and that what Paul and, and Barnabas, they could have yelled and screamed at the groups around them who were beating them up. They could have said, you stuck that. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. They could have done all that. No, no. You know what they did? They told them about the love of God in yes, Jesus sir. Christ. Yes, yes, yes. They didn't walk up to him and say, where would you be if you died tonight? They walked up to him and said, let me tell you about the love of God. For God so loved the world. I love God because he first what? That's my purpose. So the technician standing there looks at my mother and says, uh, well, Miss James, I'm here to find a vein and get some blood. And she's she not having any of it. 89 years old, she's decided I'm done. It's, we're not having this. He looks at her and says, Miss James, that, that book there on your bedside table, what is that? She goes, well, that's my Bible. And she goes, oh. she goes uh, do you, is there anything that's important about it? She goes, oh, yeah, I read it every day. He says, really? What? What do, you, what do you read in there? She says, never waste a sunrise, never waste a sunset, and expect the possibilities of God. Oh my. I carry those words with me. The last two weeks of my mom's life. She came to the church in Longview and played for our communion service. She pushed her walker in and because there was an incline, she sat down and somebody came up behind her and pushed her the rest of the way. But she played. Purpose. I dare you. Let us pray. Lord God, give us purpose. Give us your love. Show us your love. Send us forth as your people. In Jesus' name. So I invite you to do that thing that you do every Sunday, that, that Jimmy tells you how to do it. I, I, I know y'all know how to do it. I really thank Jimmy for letting me preach today. He, he is blessed. Things are going well for him on the ride. Uh, sent us a text a little earlier. And so I'm going to kind of sort of try to do what Jimmy does, but here's the benediction. Go forth and be the people of God. Go forth. Know that, yeah, you may make a mistake. Yeah, stuff may go wrong. But here's the truth. God loves you. God forgives you. God sets you free from all of that. So how does he say be the best of the best of the best? That's what, that's what you are. Go forth as the people of God, proclaiming with everything in you that Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Yes, Amen. Amen. Amen.